1: Cheeseburger and Let's get it on. It's 1106. I'm Mike Boyle and we, (laughs) pardon me, are back to the second hour of the restaurant show. You know what? Talked a little bit about some different stuff in the first hour. I got Randy Jensen on from Broken Bones Barbecue where we did a wonderful event. We did 70 racks of ribs yesterday. They prepared 60. And with about 20 minutes left, in the promotion they ran out we had people in line got them a rain check folks you know what we thought 60 god will we sell 60 racks we did and you know what the other 10 people they understand you can't it's not like you can put a rack of ribs in the microwave um takes a little time you got to slow cook them Uh, We took a call from Jane. What a sweetheart she is. I've got a couple more callers on the line. 303-696-1971. I'm giving away gift certificates, gift cards to Mad Greens. You know what? You want to eat a little healthier? I'm going to conduct the Mike Boyle How to Go to the Grocery Store class a little later this hour. And for those of you that are cringing, you know what? A day isn't wasted when you learn something. And I'll tell you where I got this information, and I really did have some fun with it. Let's go to Tony. Tony, welcome to the show. Tony is a regular caller, regular uh,
2: semi-contributor. Tony, welcome to the show. Yes, I am a semi-contributor. You know, Mike, whenever I read a news article about food, I think about you. And uh, I was I was I was reading one last week and it was about an app in New York that's become very popular. And it it deals with the issue of restaurants having leftover food at the end of the night that Mm -hmm. typically they'll they'll throw away trash. Um, Did you ever deal with that when you were when you had your restaurants? how How did you deal with that? So, a couple of
1: things, and I don't know
3: the
2: nature of the restaurant. Tony, where are you? You know where I am. I'm sorry about the noise in the background. Yeah,
1: I will tell you this: that there's a lot of different ways it gets handled. It can either be disposed of because it's cooked, and it can't be retained. There's a lot of bakeries that will take all of their extra donuts, all of their extra bread, all of their extra biscuits, and they will take them to shelters, or they will take them to food banks, or they will take them to um, some charity that houses people, that type of thing. So a lot of restaurants handle it in a lot of different ways. A lot of the food can't be reused, it can't be reheated, so... Yeah, I, there's a, and, and by the way, if you're a restaurateur out there and you want to figure out a way to get rid of some of your used food at the end of the day, but it's typically... It's typically non-perishables. Uh, it was something like a bread. That you know, I mean, there's people that go to the grocery store, Tony. You know that, and buy day-old bread to save a couple bucks. So, um, am I answering am I answering your question? I didn't realize we were so close to the break. Tony, hold on. I'll get back to you. We got to take a break. We, then we'll get to Darnell, and we can take your calls at three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. after 11 o'clock, we're talking with Tony. Tony saw a, um, an article about restaurants that will either throw away food at the end of the day or some places that will try to find a use for that food. Um, it can be anything from preparing an employee meal to throwing it away to uh, getting it to a shelter that can maybe use it. A lot of different answers there, a lot of different moving parts involved in it. But uh, um, I certainly would encourage a restaurant if they have that capacity, if they have that capability. There's a joke, Tony, that the reason there's no trash cans in a Greek restaurant is because Greeks use everything. There is nothing left at the end of the day. And if you are going to have a lot of food, that either is spoiled or gone bad or cooked and you can't reuse at the end of the day, that's a formula, that's a recipe for uh, financial
2: problems eventually. So, um, Mike, I think I have the perfect solution. This is what I was going to get to. It's a win-win for the consumer and for the restauranter. Um, There's a new new app that's called Too Good To Go. Too Good To Go. And restaurants can can post on there what they have left over at the end of the night, and they'll give you a a great bargain. I saw a lot of bakeries. I saw Chinese uh, restaurants. I also saw some barbecue restaurants. And it's in Denver. It's in Boulder. But if you download the app, it'll help the restaurant because they can sell their food instead of throwing it away, and they don't have to drive to a shelter, and it helps the consumer because you get a good price. Well and in a lot of times a lot of
1: times these the, the, the charities that get these goods will will come and pick it up and and that, that that eliminates that process. So do good to go.
2: All right, Tony, thanks. I appreciate it. you ever been to a Mad greens? Yeah, I've been to the one downtown quite a bit. It's a good place. All right, I think you do a wonderful job. What do you typically do you build your own or do you order a one off the menu? Uh, I usually build my own.
1: Got a boy. All right, we'll get it in the mail to you. 303-696-1971. Let's go to Darnell. Darnell, thanks for holding. I appreciate your time.
4: Sure. Hi, Mike. Uh, Two things. First, I wanted to let your Denver listeners know a little secret. If they go online to The Answer and AM 1460, they can listen to you for three extra hours on Saturday.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm an acquired taste, honey. I I don't know if if that is your bag. If you want to listen, to, if seven hours of Mike Boyle every weekend is your bag, I'd love to have you. Thank you
4: so you're much. You're good. That. You bet. You're good background music for the weekend. Just doing other things. But you I, know was, what uh, I, was talking, I was talking. I was talking about sure.
1: that with some people. I was talking about that yesterday with some people. You know, we're not trying to cure cancer here. We're not trying to solve the political divide of the country. We're just trying to enjoy ourselves. And it, it's, that, that doesn't mean to be Pollyanna-ish. It doesn't mean that we're making light of those other circumstances. But you know what? We could use a little levity in this world. We could use a little humor. We could use a free certificate to Mad Greens here and there. Don't you agree? Yeah,
4: absolutely. And your travel section is also really fun too. But I wanted to call and give you a uh, review on Casa Bonita. And I'm only going to talk about the food because I don't want anyone else to, you know, have their experience spoiled. But, um, overall, I'm sure other people have called, but overall, I thought it was excellent. Uh, we had, um, let's see, the, Uh, Cheese enchiladas with beef enchiladas and chicken enchiladas. They call it Christmas enchiladas. Uh, Uh The sauce is a little spicy. And then, of course, beans and rice. And then one of my girlfriends had the chili relleno plate. Uh, Presentation was great. Portions were ample. I took home a doggy bag. The um, chips and salsa, I think they make their own tortillas. And they are preparing the chips in the same area that they do the sopapillas. And they were excellent. The salsa was good. Uh, I didn't. We didn't ask for a second basket of chips because there was so much food, but I have a feeling we probably would give you a second one if you wanted to, just like the old Casa bonita. And then the sopapillas, I thought they were exactly the same as they were before. And they were delicious. They don't give you a bottle of Honey, so you don't have to worry about the sticky tables. You don't have honey dripping all over the place. They, um, I think we got about two per person, and then we were able to weasel an extra basket of sopapillas from our waiter. So it was the food was great, and yeah, I remember the old Casa Bonita, and you know I didn't mind the food then. It was sort of like uh, TV dinner Mexican food. You know this place is not all you eat. All you eat, it's you know it's definitely more expensive, but considering. What you get, the um, whole um, Casa Bonita inside, it's absolutely sparkling clean. It's, you feel like you're in the four seasons. I mean, the bathroom is incredible. All the Everything is just, you know, really upscale. Um, everything that they have, they've tried to keep it very true to what it was before, but it's just very much new and improved. So I thought it was great.
1: They had an incredible budget on that remodel. And on the construction. Well, I'm glad to hear that. How how long did you have to wait to fill out the email and to get your invitation and time schedule and so forth? Yes, ha ha ha, ten months. You you know what? Yesterday, Darnell, <laughs> you 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 have touched a hot button. You know, um, yesterday. I don't know if you happen to catch the show in the afternoon, but I was talking about boycotts. And um, I said, I just don't boycott places. I either go to them, don't go to them. If I need a product, I get it. I don't worry about it. I'm not boycotting Bud Light. I don't drink Budweiser products. I don't like them. So, you know, if you don't consume something, you really can't boycott it. But I think that the word boycott would apply to me in Casa Bonita right now. Until they, well, I agree. I was, there.
4: I was, yeah, I was very peeved that I had to wait that long. But I can see why they did it. And once I got in there and had a nice time, I appreciate that.
1: Honey, you, I'm not going to let you. I'm not going to let you go. I've, the music does it. Please just hang with me for a couple more minutes because I want to talk more about it. With I want to talk about Casa Bonita with Darnell when we come back on the restaurant show. Good afternoon. One right after eleven, and we're talking to Darnell. Darnell went to Casa Bonita. And behind schedule and over budget, we've all heard about it. Fortunately, it was purchased by two guys that knew each other from Heritage High School in Littleton. So they had plenty. Oh, she hung up. They have plenty of money. And um, so, yeah, I expected it would look terrific. I expected it would look beautiful. I expect that it would have the same atmosphere, ambiance, appearance that it had when they bought it, when they were going there, growing up, and since they hired Dana Rodriguez, who is a very talented young lady and has her own restaurants in Denver, to do the menu, I would expect that the food would be very good and I would think that if you are going to uh, if you are going to try to adhere to the history of Casa bonita, you don 't mess with the recipe of the soapapias. But I'm gonna te- I'm gonna tell you something. Oh well, Darnell, I understand your back. So I don't know if you heard what I said, but I'm just gonna tell you this right now. If you went to Ealich's and they told you that we are closed, we're only open four days a week, you gotta go online, you got to apply. You know what you tell your kids, we're going to Lakeside. You know, if you grew up in Southern California where I did and we used to go to Disneyland at the A hat. If they'd have told us you have to apply online, obviously there was no online when I was growing up, I'd have said, What the hell with it? We'll go to Knott's Berry Farm. And so to me, if they are going to truly be in the hospitality business and truly make themselves available to the public, the public that practically worshiped them growing up, multi generations, then open the darn doors. And operate like a restaurant. Be open seven days a week. Or if you want to close on one to give everybody a breather, like Chick fil A and like Neaters, I understand that fine. But the point is, is that I, I would not apply online and wait 10 months for anything. To which you say, Darnell?
4: I. I certainly think that's a very legitimate opinion, and that's how I felt too. And it's extraordinary that this is the way they do it. I think I can see why they do it, but I I agree. I can, you know, there are a lot of people that are thinking, you know, gee whiz, this is ridiculous, and you know, the heck with them. So.
1: Well, and I think you know, it's like the Crystal Dew song: too many fools making too many rules. I get the impression. <laughs> That there's somebody that's running that place that feels like it must be nice to have such an unbelievable demand that people will go online and wait 10 months. And I'm not, listen, I'm not dissing on you, honey. Don't, don't misunderstand that. Oh, was, no. it your, was it your reservation or a friend's? How did you, how'd you get the reservation? It was
4: my reservation. And I think, you know, just trying to put myself in their heads, I think they were worried about security. They were worried about wanting to avoid chaos. They wanted to be sure that everybody that went there would have a good experience. They wanted to avoid long lines and people waiting a long time. And then they were also probably trying to figure out the logistics with their staffing because it sounds like it takes, you know, 50 to 100 people whenever they open the door to run that place. And so logistically and financially, I think they probably had to, really look at their scheduling and see how they do it. Not that that forgives them or anything like that, but
1: I can see that side too. Excuses are like butts, honey. Everybody's got them. And so, you know, they can come up with whatever they want, but I'll just tell you this. I love it when a restaurant says to me, well, we'd like to have a soft opening because we want to make sure that the staff is in place and the kitchen knows what they're doing. At some point, If you're going to really establish yourself, and I don't care what the business is, you have got to get your butt kicked. And Mm -hmm. so at some point, you know what? I guarantee the people running it, they really like that four-day-a-week schedule. They, uh, you know... That gives us three days to go skiing. It gives us three days to ride our bikes. It gives us three days, whatever. And and we can talk about staffing and chaos and whatever, whatever. Listen, there's people, I know people that just took their grandkids to Disneyland and waited something like two hours to ride the Matterhorn. You know what? That's just the way it goes. And first of all, I... If I wouldn't wait 10 months, I probably wouldn't wait two hours for the Matterhorn either. I've ridden the Matterhorn a hundred times. But um, I just don't... don't get me wrong. I, I'm not trying to
4: defend them. I'm just saying I can see where they're no, 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 yeah. no, and
1: I didn't get that impression. I didn't get that impression. I just think it's a lousy way to run a railroad, as my old man used to say. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. how many people could get away with it? Have you and ever I've been, been the to mandarin mandarin greens
4: before?: Yes, and the Thai salad is delicious.
1: Okay, I'm going to tell you something. I've got a couple minutes, and I'm going to make you, will you be my will you be my help on the Mike Boyle how to shop at a grocery store class?:
4: Oh, wow. That, would, that sounds great. I would love to do that.:
1: You know what? My man card is not in jeopardy <laughs> because I can talk about going shopping at a grocery store, okay? So can we agree that as we get older, our bodies change? Can we agree on that, Darnell? Uh, yeah. Okay. So when you were 20 in college and you were drinking your brains out and getting up and going to class the next day, no problem. And then you turned 30 and um, you still wanted to go out, but you still had to go to work. You were a responsible person. You got up and went to work. 40, you know, you could still probably go out and have that 22-ounce bone-in ribeye and uh, everything was just fine. And then 50 and 60, I'm not implying what your age happens to be. But so you're making these changes and you're making these adjustments. You don't go to Coors Field and sit in the sun and drink 100 Coors Lights anymore. You go to Coors Fields and you have about two banquets in the shade. So anyway, I was talking to my daughter, and my daughter is um, a, 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 she's a was a very accomplished athlete, uh, triathlons. She would win her age division in California, um, she pays a lot of attention to, got a worldwide yoga certification, Pilates, all of that type of stuff. And she got certifications in uh, nutrition. So I call her up and I ask her about this stuff. And I said, you know, I pay attention to my, do you pay attention to your body, Darnell?
4: Absolutely.
1: I'm not just talking about the eyeliner and the lipstick. I'm talking about how your body feels when you put something in it and exercise and stuff like that.
4: Yes. And I think I'm getting more conscious about eating healthy fruits and vegetables, that type of thing.
1: Okay. So I told my daughter, I said, uh, she knows I go to Safeway because that's the convenience store right here in Castle Rock. It's not too far from my house, and you walk in, and hi, Rhonda, and hi, Lauren. Hi, Mike. How's everybody? Hi, Kara. How's your husband, Robert? You know, that type of thing. So, But we have a Whole food. so I said, I looked it up, and I said, I need to eat more fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts. I need to consume less processed food. Added sugars, I didn't even know what added sugars were, okay? So she said, Dad, when you go to Whole Foods this week, and I ran into the general manager, and I'm going to tell you his reaction. She said, here's what I want you to do. When you go to the market, Darnell, how do you do it? When you walk in the front door, what happens?
4: So the first thing I do is I find one of those super cute little shopping carts. Talk into your phone, Darnell, so I can hear you. Oh, sure. I like those little cute shopping carts, little tiny ones. So I grab one of those and then I, you know, get my little drink in there and I start rolling all over the place.
1: And okay. I like to now that's a, okay, now I'm going to tell you something. That is not the way to shop. Okay. <laughs> and now what? you're a woman, so you're a woman. So you think you know everything about shopping and I'm a guy and I don't know anything, but here's what my daughter told me. She said, when you walk into a market, dad, You go immediately to the left or right to the walls, whichever side has the fresh produce. So the Whole Foods, it's on the right. So I go in, and I go to the right, and I start walking down, and I pass the packaged salads. I have a salad every day, and I get a fresh head. And maybe I get some of the little baby tomatoes. And then I talk to the lady in the produce line, and I say, I need some salad dressing. And she said, well, this 365, which is the Whole Foods brand, is very good, so I get that. And then she said, this is my daughter now, you go to the back wall, and you go along the wall. And what's on the back wall? Protein. So in Whole Foods, you come first to the fresh fish. I had them cut me off a half a piece of ahi tuna that I came home and seared. That was on a 10 scale. It was a 12. It was absolutely wow. fabulous. And yep. I had people... Yeah. I put it online. People told me about halibut. They told me about... And then I go along the meat. And they have everything is animal friendly. That means no caged animals and no whatever, no whatever. And so then you go along and you get to the dairy and eventually... And a break tells me I've got to take a Music tells me I gotta take a break. But then Darnell, so that's where I get the, uh, organic cottage cheese and I get some of that other stuff. And then you get to the other wall, so you're shopping like a U.
4: And that's where the baked goods are. are. Because when you, you when you
1: wander the, when you wander the aisles, just hold on, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you this when we come back because I know you're on bated breath, I'll tell you. 1138, Professor Mike Boyle here on The Restaurant Show, teaching Darnell and other listeners how to shop at the grocery store. All right, Darnell, so we've gone in, we've turned to the right at the Whole Foods, and we've gone through the fresh produce. And rather than getting the packaged salad, which is processed, I'm now getting fresh lettuce, and some tomatoes, and a cucumber, in the dressing. Then I get my ahi tuna, then I grab a couple burgers, and I go along the back wall. And the dairy, that's where I got my cottage cheese, my hummus, my Greek yogurt, okay? And then... I continue on, and I come out the other side of the U at the bakery section, which is the fresh-baked breads with no preservatives. Because, Darnell, you, when you go in and wander around, you're wondering up, what's in the aisles in the middle of our U?
4: Oh, that's... Well, in the middle of the store are the clothes and, like, little accessories you can pick out.
1: Well, um, but, but it's all, the potato chips and stuff. the candy and the cookies yeah. and the ice cream. It's the canned Chef Boyardee, the canned potatoes. You can go into the produce section and get a beautiful russet, and you can put it in the microwave for a couple minutes, and you can have a fresh-baked potato rather than opening up a can. And then know, I did have to go into, in the produce section, I found walnuts so that I could put those in my Greek yogurt. Um, so, anyway, uh, you don't get this stuff from other restaurant shows. Um, the majority now, of I'm people...
4: I'm point out one thing when you're done.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. All right.
4: Now, I'm going to cut you some slack because you're a guy. But, Professor Boyle, you're forgetting the most crucial, important thing when you go to the grocery store.
1: You What's need
3: that? to
4: look at the sale flyer before you go in there because you're missing out on all the super deals like raspberries on sale, you know, two packages for $2 and special bread. Yeah,
1: but if you're wandering around in the produce section, you'll see the raspberries and the blueberries and all of that type of stuff. And I will tell you this. I know that some people are saying, well, you're so hidey-tidey, boil, because you shop at Whole Foods. No, I shop at the Safeway, too. I mean, I'm not going go to go all the way over to the Promenade to the Whole Foods if I need something quickly. But let me just tell you, my bill was for all the stuff I mentioned. I got Skinny Pop popcorn. I'm usually one of those Orville Redenbacher guys. You know, you get three packs for about 250 mm-hmm. And, yeah. I mean, you just read the label on it, and it's like boom, 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 in your face. So I got the Skinny Pop. I got seven packs um, at about a buck a pack. Um, and I didn't get the big bag because the Skinny Pop microwave is, is less expensive. Um, I got some really good crackers. I did have to go into an aisle for that. Um, so anyway, I spent $90. But because I have Amazon Prime, I got a seven dollar and fifty cent discount, so I paid about eighty two bucks and of that, my ahi tuna was twenty nine ninety nine a pound now that 's not whole foods that 's market, uh, so I got a half of it for about fifteen fifty and it was funny because I ran into the general manager of the Whole foods store because this young man in the fish, he said oh i 'll help you a little bit, and he's helping me find this stuff. So I saw the general manager, josh, how you doing Mike? Nice to see you and I said. And I told him my theory about I'm staying out of the center aisles, I'm going around the side. And he kind of looked at me and he got this kind of wry smile on his face, like you broke the code, buddy. I don't know if he I don't know if he was laughing with me or laughing at me. But do you do you like my do you, like I said? You don't get this stuff from other restaurant shows.
4: No, I, I will point out one other concern that I have about your method is that okay. you know, $90, that's a lot for a groceries run. And the other thing I would do to tweak your um, mail idea about how to go shopping would be yes. to pick out the things that you really can only find at Whole Foods, like lemongrass and uh, Tofurky's and things like that. But then get, you know, your Oval Redenbachers and some of the other things at Walmart or, um, you know, some of the other local grocery stores because you'll save a lot of money. Just thought I'd yeah. help you out there, but I'll give you a C plus.
1: Well, if you had my money, honey, you'd throw yours away. I, I you know, <laughs> so I'm being I'm being silly. But I, I I got packaged nuts. Yeah. Well, no, I got a lot of stuff, and I don't have the receipt in front of me. But I had, I mean, and, and if you take off that ahi tuna, you're down to sixty five bucks. Well, you know, when you hear statistics about what the average American household spends on groceries, whatever that means. It doesn't mean. I, I suppose that means me as a bachelor. It means maybe you as a couple. Means maybe you with th- two or three kids in the house. But so, and I loaded up pretty good, and I was able to get a lot of different stuff. So anyway, I just thought I would share that with people.
4: Most important thing is, were you happy when stay
1: you were out happy? of the center aisles, Darnell?
4: <laughs> good.
1: Well Listen, good. you're. You, you're a big girl. You do it the way you want. I did get a text message I told when I was ranting about 10 months at Casa Bonita, This listener wanted to know if I would wait 10 months to go on a date with Cameron Diaz. And I said, <laughs> well, absolutely. But then again, I've been waiting my whole life anyway. So what's another 10 months? <laughs>
4: right. right, right.
1: All right, honey. I'm going to send you a gift card. I didn't mean to keep you this long, but you're a good sport. Oh,
4: no, it was fun. Thank you.
1: But you know I'm right about the market, don't you?
4: No, I gave you a C C+, but I'll give you a chance. You could do better next
1: time. Listen, week. honey, I got through college with C's, so C's get degrees. So I, I'll All take right. I'll, I'll take a C, I'll take a C plus. I think I'm, gonna, I'm myself tired, I'm okay. going to tell you this. Yes, well, when I was talking, I remember when my daughter was taking a statistics class at Cal Poly, and so I said, take it in the summer when you can take a couple of other classes. She was a swimmer, had to stay out there, and Um, So her mother called me up, and her mother said, she's struggling to get a C in statistics. I said, look, I took statistics at Cal Poly, and it's a B word, okay? So you know what? And she said, well, I hardly ever got a B in college. And I said, me neither. <laughs> she said that isn't what i meant so you know c's get degrees and uh, it hasn't hasn't hurt me at all all right i'm going to give you this you've gift accomplished.
4: you've done well Sorry. so i think the c's worked out fine so good
1: but i'm Darnell, i'll tell you what i will i'll look for I'll, I, I and i don't i, I you know what I, i've never taken a coupon to a market anywhere ever and so i probably am leaving a little bit of money on the table but, no, I just, I, I found it to be a fun experience. I had a good time with it, okay? And since more Americans are eating at home, and, and not because of the economy and inflation or whatever, whatever, but more Americans eat their meals at home than eat them out. So, obviously well, somebody's going you're
4: a bachelor, you can do whatever you want. Good for you.
1: That's exactly right. All right, I'll let you go. 303-696-1971. Let's go to Bernadette. So Jane, Tony, and Darnell are getting a gift certificate to Mad Greens, and so is Bernadette. Bernadette, welcome to the show. Long-time listener. Haven't talked to her in a while, but I have seen her at some events. Darnell, good to talk to you. Where's Bernadette?
3: Right here.
1: Okay, Bernadette, what's going on?
3: Hey, um, I'm going to go back in time to yesterday and talk a little bit about how I felt about boycotts. I can't say that I can boycott Budweiser, but I can double down on Coors, which I am doing at uh, the, the place that you just mentioned in Parker. You just ran an ad for it in Parker. I belly up to the bar there and order me a glass of Blue Moon on tap and another day of the week I go to the Emerald Isle at Quincy and Parker Road, belly up to the bar there and order on tap Blue Moon. So that's my two cents worth against LGBTQ plus plus. Let's uh over inundate. The women's sports. Uh, let's uh, give children hormones. I mean, the list goes on with those people. The other okay. Thing- wait a
1: sec- wait, wait a second. Okay, tranquilo, tranquilo. I, I, I didn't follow that. I, did you say you're boycotting Coors, but you're drinking Blue Moon?
3: No, I'm boycotting Budweiser. Sorry.
1: Okay, all right, good. Okay, I got that, but you're drinking Blue Moon. Good, it's the largest craft beer in the world. It's a wonderful, wonderful beer. Do you put an orange in it when you drink it?
3: Uh, Yes, I do, uh, along with the coriander that's already in it.
1: Okay, and so, and I'm, okay, so I got it now. I was confused for a second, but uh, I understand, and Bernadette gave me a nice, Nice report yesterday uh, in an email that I shared on the air with birthday clubs. Um, This is the month of my birthday. Whether or not I will go to a restaurant and identify myself as a birthday boy and get a free meal remains to be seen, but I thought that that was a wonderful email and a great report. Have you ever been to Mad Greens, Bernadette?
3: Yes, I'm a vegetarian, so yes, I've been there.
1: Okay, well, and can we agree that as we, how long have you been a vegetarian?
3: Since 1980.
1: Oh, okay. So this is kind of a lifelong commitment to this. So anyway, I understand. Um, do, you, do you do you agree with uh, the idea that as you get older, you have to make adjustments? I suppose as a vegetarian, even you have to make adjustments in your diet or amount of food that you consume as you get older. Do you agree with that?
3: I agree, I agree 100%. I have to be a lot more careful about getting a high-quality protein and a better protein and more protein.
1: I understand completely. I couldn't have said it better myself. Let's go ahead and take our final break. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show, and we'll come back and wrap it up. All right, that's a, kind of a fun-looking crowd, a little loud, a little rowdy and loud. All right, it's 1154. We're almost out of time. I want to remind you next Saturday, I've got an event at uh, Longboard Tacos in North Colorado Springs on my website at mikeboil.com. Um, you know, getting back to shopping, the, the the secret is is my daughter, I never thought that I would stand in a, a supermarket and read the labels. But my daughter says, added sugar and processed. If you can just stay away from those two things on an increased basis, not necessarily one hundred percent, but it will make a big, big difference. Hey, let's talk about travel. We still got a few more minutes. Um, Lewis, fire up the car, will you please?
0: And now it's time for a new feature on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show, where we talk about restaurants, movies, books, sports, and travel on the road again just can't wait to get on the road again that's right we all like to travel and road trips local regional on less than a tank of gas are the best brought to you by castle rock autoplex where whether new or used you can have your choice of chevys ford's jeeps and more so let's hit the road with mike
1: all right you know um This is not exactly a local trip. This is not exactly on a tank of gas. But I got a book called Looking for Legends. And uh, it's not out yet. I got an advanced reader copy. And let us take you somewhere you've never been before and introduce you to our friends. I will tell you that I think that I am as well-traveled as over 90%, maybe even a tick more, of Americans, all 50 states, 75 countries around the world, all seven continents, and yet these two people, they went to places and found stuff and gave me the history of it, and I found it absolutely fascinating. South Tyrol, I didn't even know where that was, Um, but they've got... uh, Things in New Mexico, and they've got things, matter of fact, that you could go down and see. They've got things in Patagonia. That, of course, is in Chile. You know, that's the border between Chile and Argentina. And the founders of North Face and uh, Patagonia Sportswear. I mean, I found so every story, it's a 325 page book with about 200 pages of notes and bibliography. So you know that they have not only went to these places, but they researched them. And I found it to be absolutely fascinating. Every story in the book with pictures and maps was about four or five pages, six pages, maybe seven. And, and I found myself saying, what the heck? I was in that country. I was in that area and didn't get there. And usually you try to be pretty good about looking up a little bit of the history. You try to look up a little bit of the background and to see some stuff. You know, yeah, it's fun to go someplace and sit by the pool and work on your tan and suck down a pina colada. But you know what? Every once in a while you got to get out and look around a little bit. Well, these two people, I'm going to get them on the air. matter of fact, we've already got an appointment scheduled to interview them because they actually made me, uh, I'm going to use the word jealous, of some of the things that they have done in some of the places that they have been. When they talk about Mount Everest, they have not climbed it, but they've been to the base camp. And when they talk about in 1953, Sir Edmund Hillary, and then in the 60s, there were something like 100 people. And in the 70s, there were something like 500 people. Last year, for Mount Everest, there was something like 25,000 people can say they summited on Mount Everest. And you've seen the pictures of these lines just going up, the mountain to the point where it makes it hard for people to get down. They step over dead bodies. And so, I mean, it's really a fascinating travel book, and I think you're going to enjoy the interview when you hear it. Haven't done it yet, but I'm really looking forward to it. I'm sitting here looking at my notes, uh, a couple of emails I didn't get to, a couple of other things I wanted to talk about, but that's why I'll be back next Saturday, 10 to 1 in Colorado Springs, next Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 in Denver. Darnell's right. You go to the website, you go to the station emails, the station websites, so I beg your pardon, and you can have seven hours of Mike Boyle. You can also go to my website and click on the podcast, catch the shows, and we have a new segment called Overtime that I just talked to Ed Wilkes during the break, the webmaster for the show, and it looks like he will be firing that up sometime this afternoon. So check it out at MikeBoyle.com. Jane, Tony, Darnell, and Bernadette are all going to get a gift card from Mad Greens. You know what, Darnell? I'm going to put something a little extra in there for yours because uh, yeah, you were a good sport. You spent a lot of time with me. Alright, the out song is Zach Brown's toes. I got my toes in the water, my butt in the sand, not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand. That'll be me on April 3rd when I head to Cancun with a group of 30 listeners. you? Amigos, bye con Dios. Bye, go with God. Yeah, life
0: is good. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells.